presented by the House Sports Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are going to be discussing season four, episodes six, seven, eight, nine. Are we doing ten? Yes, and we're going to do ten. So we're going to knock out season four. Season four, episode six, Laws of Gods and Men. Stannis arrives in Bravos. He goes to the Iron Bank. Okay. Okay. He's trying to fund this shit he's trying to do. That ain't nobody else trying to help him with. Yara tries to save Regan Fails. I didn't get her whole purpose for going back and getting him. Like, that was her brother, but what was the point? She didn't know, she didn't know it was Regan at that point. Well, granted, he got his meat chopped off, but at the end of the day, they're still a brother. And she's still thinking he got his meat chopped off, but he's still a Theon. I'm telling you. What? A hot take. This is a real hot take. He low-key might have the best acting performance in the show. Ooh. Who, Theon? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he... Number one is playing different characters as the same character, number one. And number two, that kid really looks like he got actually tortured in real life. If you go back and watch some of these episodes... He looks, the way he's acting, he's looking like he's actually been tortured before. Yeah, you know what? I don't think he got enough credit for that. He has done an amazing job, an amazing performance throughout this. And as much yeah. as we dislike Theon, his yeah, acting... No, still, still don't like him. I'm giving you credit. We still, don't like, yeah, still don't like you. But I, going back and really paying attention and focusing on these episodes and seeing them back, you start to really pick up on how well he was portraying someone that has been, you know, just beaten, mentally messed up, physically messed up. You know, he's played his role extremely well. He really has. Now I see what this guy has. Sometimes I, because you know, you know why I feel that way? Because there was a, there was a point in time of watching season four and I was like, damn, I kind of feel bad for this kid. No, and then I was like, wait, first off, this is fake. Second off, like, damn, you really... First off, it's fake. Second off, I don't like you. And third, now I'm feeling bad for you. Like, damn, you really shout out to you for your role, bro. Holy shit. So I Googled this dude because I wanted to see what else he's been, if there's possible, because I haven't seen him in anything else. Mm. His name is Alfie Allen. He is the brother of Lily Allen, the singer. Oh, that's dope. I like Lily's songs. She's got her earlier albums. That's a, that's a real blood brother. Yeah, that's her real blood brother. Look at that. Small world. Huh. They're gonna make me go listen to her and T Pain real quick. Phenomenal job. But yeah, we're showing you some love, Theon. We don't like you, but we're showing you love because you're acting your ass off. Fact. Ramsey asked Theon to pretend to be himself. So this is where I said, like, he's pretending to be a guy, pretending to be another guy, pretending to be another guy. Mm-hmm. So we sort of determined dragons like to eat sheep because they just out here, you know, barbecuing sheep on the random. We see big dragons now. So they're like big as fuck now at this point. You know what? The dragons, I meant to mention this last episode, but the dragons have gone through a growth spurt and so is Bran. I wonder like what the conversation was with the directors and the writers as they were doing this because Bran is fucking shot up past all the everybody on this show he is aged the most out of anybody in real life like he's gotten so much taller his voice got deeper like he he just went, looks like a whole different actor yeah he, he turned into a grown-ass man during the course of this series and it really le- legitimately went from like season three to season four it was like boom like was there a like a year and a half break between those two seasons i know we've had a couple of those like yeah the mirror He's wants to bury the masters, so they wanted their people taken down so they can give them the proper burial rights and proper respects that they think they deserve. And then he's like, no, fuck that, y'all out of here hanging kids and crucifying kids. So no, you don't, you don't get that. What was that dude's name? They haven't said it yet. No, they said his name. His, his daughter, uh, something. His daughter, <laughs> Raheem or something. I'm dead. That's his name. I just couldn't, couldn't get it right. I think, yeah, I think it's his daughter, That sounds right. That sounds closer to anything that we've been guessing. So that guy pleads his case, and then he's like, "All right, go ahead and take your dad down. You can bury him. Fine." Man, my dad was the good guy. He over here putting him up on the stake like he was one of the dudes. Yeah, this is. There's obviously several examples of Danny just doing shit without actually talking to anybody, anybody involved. So it's like you really don't really get these people's sides of the story, and you are just coming in chopping down something they've been doing for mad long, which actually later on kind of shows its head and the ramifications of doing that. But I mean, obviously we know her heart was in the right place. She was she was doing the right thing. So the small council convenes and they have a meeting. They talk about what is going on with Danny, the fact that she's got these dragons, she's got uns- like Varys. Varys is telling them like y'all need to 
get your shit together because she about to fuck some shit. So we're going to pick up with Varys. Varys is letting the small council know that Danny has big-ass dragons. She's got an, a whole-ass army. She's got the Unsullied. And she's got two generals giving her counsel. And they're still like, oh, she's not that big of a deal. It's not a problem. Yeah, I don't feel like Cersei ever took Danny seriously. Up until... Never. Up until... <laughs> up until... Season 7, episode 6? Basically. Blew in on the ass? She was like, oh, okay, so dragons are real. Yeah, that that was the crazy shit. Like, you, you kind of got what... She got coming. Tyrion's trial starts. Everyone named Mama testifies against Tyrion. On that, on that super, on the super lies. Super lies. Like, just... Pouring on the nonsense. I just, it, that was so fucked up. In so many ways. And this is when Shay, now, clearly he seriously hurt her feelings when he dismissed her. Because that's all that was. Like, she was just so hurt. So, she was reacting off of that. And, yo, she came out there. She came out there. Story plan, background, alibi, everything. Like, yeah. it's like, like, damn. You brought her to the point where you turned into a snitch, though? A lying-ass snitch, too, on top of that. To make it worse. Right. So. Uh, ex, that's an ex-scorn. Now she's smashing her dad. Or his dad. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. super lied, and then the super lie is him on trial for killing the king, which is his nephew, which is going to get you murdered. Like, you know what you're doing, and if you that mad as an ex to where you're just like, oh, no, nah, nigga, I'm doing whatever I can. I'm the ca- I'm the main character witness to do whatever I can to get you murdered. Yeah, that's- and he was trying to save her. That was the thing. Like, he wasn't even just doing it for a second, doing it. He was doing it to save her life, so... Yeah, but the thing is, he could have just said that, though. He had, he didn't have to do all... He didn't have to say everything he said to her. That whole speech is unnecessary. Like, if I feel like if he really would have been like, look, you need to leave, this is why, I feel like she would have left. No, she, she absolutely wouldn't have left if she'd have been like, look. Because that's why she was hard-headed before. You, all the stuff he was trying to tell her before, she was like, I don't care. I don't care. You're my lion. I love you because you're my lion. <laughs> It's facts, though. Like, come on, man. Come on. Super whack. Oh, man. She was sprung. Super whack. Like, you, you could still, just like I said, I could be, I've been cool with exes. She clearly couldn't be cool with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, you fell in love. Both of y'all fell in love. Obviously, y'all feel like y'all the best. Y'all the best ever for each other. Like, come on, man. Come on. It was probably bad saying, like, yeah, I love you. You're the best I've ever had. All of that. And then you tell them to leave. Hey, man, you just got to go. I'm trying to save your life. You could you could die. They'll kill you before they kill me. For real. Oh, although, maybe not. Because clearly they was trying to get Tyrion the fuck up out of here. No, 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 no. They were trying to get him up out of here because they thought he killed Joffrey. Like, on a regular base, like, on a regular regular, yeah, there might have been some light assassination attempts. But they would have known the shade was... Tyrion's whore, uh, she'd have got all the way up out of there. True. Especially because Cersei was actively looking. That's why they, that's why Ryze got her ass beat at first. Before Shay testified, because I did skip over Jamie and Ty- Tywin's conversation, they had a conversation and we learned that the whole thing was he was expecting Jamie to come in there and try and fall on the sword for his brother, which he did to save him. And he was like, look, I'll go to Castle Rock. I will take my place as your son. I will have kids. Just don't kill my brother. And Tom was like, okay, sure, fine. No, no hesitation. Zero seconds wasted. Done. Yeah. It's like, done. When you leaving. Bitch. <laughs> this has been the fucking plan from the gate, so. Jamie, Jamie like, face out, he said, done. Like, oh, I done been hoodwinked, bamboozled, <laughs> run amok, let us Rock, Castly Rock landed on me. Right. You done play. Oh, you gonna play, you boy? And then. Obviously, Tyrion's so pissed off. He just can't hold himself back anymore, and he blows up on everybody and then demands a trial by combat. It was only because of Shay. It was only because of Shay. He was holding it in until Shay said what you said. Yeah. Oh, man, that shit sucked. Okay, so that brings us to Season 4, Episode 7, Mockingbird. Um, so Tyrion and Jaywin talk. He's he's clearly sad. Tyrion's fate, he, he starts to question if Shay ever actually loved him. Which I think is probably a valid question. So he's questioning that. He was pissed, though. He was mad at Tyrion for not following the plan, though. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to see his little brother hurt at the end of the day. He doesn't want to see him killed. The only one. When 
Tyrion starts laying it down for, you know, Jamie talking about something, you know, we'll be the Kingslayer brothers and, you know, you could do whatever you, you could do whatever and you'll still be the Golden Sun. You can even stay with your sister and Jamie's like, oh, watch your mouth. I'm your only friend. He acts like he wasn't telling the truth, though. Like, this is shit you're legitimately doing. Why are you trying to, why you got to add to with me because you <laughs> begging your sister? Like, everybody knows at this point. It's not even a secret. It's not yeah, even it's a- like, don't try to backtrack me now. That's not the point. <laughs> exactly. So, let's see. Uh, Cersei picks Gregor Kuglain. Gregor. Gregor. Kuglain. Kuglain. See? Uh-huh. <laughs> Look, you probably trying to make fun of what I said. You bet you couldn't say <laughs> The Mounted. Uh, she picks the Mountain as her champion. Uh, Tyrion ain't got one. At this point, he doesn't have one. Jamie's like, I can't help y'all because I can't fight with my left hand work for shit. Mm-hmm. So they like, oh, I'll ask Bronn. Bring me Bronn. We don't see Bronn for days. Bronn <laughs> is like doing his own goddamn thing. And doesn't show up for a minute. So we get... No, nah, he was probably sitting there like, I already know what he's about to ask me. I already know I'm about to say no. And she drops her name. And the dude doesn't even know who she is. She says, I'm Arya Stark. And he's just like, is she dead? Are you her dad? <laughs> How the fuck? He's the only guy in all of Westeros who doesn't know who the Starks are. Maybe it was his brain. Because he was dying. We're on our way to the Eerie, right? Yeah, that, it's right above... When, it's right above King's Landing. It's King's Landing, but it's not that far north. Is it no? Castle Rock is northeast of northwest. It's all Castle Rock is all the way on the west side of Westeros. Are you sure? I'm positive. I remember the little map on a little Game of Thrones game. <laughs> it's right above High Garden. So it's Castle or is uh, the Eerie to the east? And then we keep finding out that Arya is a savage with needle. She's getting better with needle, and she's getting better with killing people because she's. Adding another body to her list. And she does it so calmly. She when she when she IDs a guy, she's like, You're the guy That's- who was riding with the other guy who threatened my life. <laughs> and now it's just like, is he on your list? Nope. I he can't be. I don't know his name. It's like what's your name? And he's like, Thank you. And she just fucking stabbed him straight there. Wow. And, like, and then let me wipe wipe your blood off on your dead body and then keep a pushing. Is that number three for Arya? That's body number three? Mm-hmm. Number three. John returns to the wall and he's still treated like shit. Like he didn't do nothing. Like he didn't warn them what was going on. You know, comes back from beyond the wall again. And fuck that Lord Commander. Let's see, Fon- Bronn finally finds his way to Tyrion. And then he tells him. He ain't, he ain't having it. <laughs> Boy coming there looking so fresh and so clean, clean. Yeah, he was. Like, what were some random colors, house colors that he had on? Like, where did you find those duds? He's like, yeah. He's like, even, I, I think Bronn was pretty clear on. Even if Cersei had not given him this golden parachute, he still wouldn't fucking find the mount- ha- mountain. Like, he just it wasn't going to happen. He knows he was not going to win. His self-preservation is real. And you know what? Tyrion can't even blame him. Tyrion's just like, all right, yeah, I get it. Well, Thanks. Uh, like, I'm probably going to die, so no, not doing it. <laughs> Let's see, Melisandre tells Lady Baratheon that her daughter needs to be with her when they set sail. Okay, so, pinpoint here important detail here when she said when we set sail she needs to be with us up to this point they never said where the fuck they were going i never thought about this until episode like 10 or 9 10 maybe 10 episode 10 i was like i I never thought about where the fuck they were going so i was like okay we're going somewhere we're going on a field trip we're going on a trip in our favorite rocket ship yeah so they're about to bounce they're going somewhere jorah's not a fan of oh so dario nahar sneaks into danny's room through her window Mm-hmm. Like Aladdin, and that's a long, high ass climb, boy. That boy went up a pyramid on that ass on the low. <laughs> so, <laughs> the things you do when you're desperate. <laughs> so, and she's just like, all right, well, fine, do what you do best. Take your clothes off. I was like, ooh, girl. Hey, Danny, she all grown it up. She know what she wants. So, right. but. Of course, Joel's not a fan. You gonna do all that work? What well, get bucket naked, man? I at this moment, I was thinking to myself, yeah, I'm glad they re- they recast Dario because like old Dario, his face would have annoyed me in this scene, and I'm just like, Ugh. but you don't like you don't like Lord of the Rings, Dario? <laughs> no, because all I thought when I was watching this as he was straightening his clothes off, I was like, well, he's no Tormund, but I guess. Young one. <laughs> Anyway. Oh yeah, so after the whole fight with the with Arya when she stabbed the dude, the dude had bit the hound that they were fighting. So now he's got like his neck all open and like fucked up. And Arya's offering to help him bandage it up. Or she wants to burn it at first so she can cauterize it essentially. And he's like, No, because he don't like fire. And then he tells her the story. No, about- he, didn't say, he didn't say he don't like fire. 
<laughs> my boy screamed, boy screamed at her. No fire! Every time. If you ever notice it, like, every time there's fire brought around him in the show, that's literally what he does. He either backs off and runs or he just screams, no fire! <laughs> you know, in this scene, after when he starts telling her, like, why he hates fire, it was just, I felt so bad. Because you could, you could see it, in, like, you could hear it in his voice when he was telling him, he was like, I didn't steal a toy. I was only playing with it. Like, when he said that, he sounded like he was a child again. And it was just like, oh, God, this, he's been through so much. Like, he was fucking traumatized, obviously. Traumatized. And, like, the fact, when he said, he's like, it's not even the fact that he did it or the pain that hurt, but it was his, it's the fact it was his brother that did it. Yeah. So, clearly, he probably looked up to his older brother at some point. And it was just like, damn. That's so sad. So, this was, this was a really touching moment for the Hound. And I think this might be the moment he came off of Arya's list. So she didn't say he came off the list, but I think this is the moment she, he came off the list. Pod and Brienne. So Pod and Brienne are still on their way trying to find one of the uh, sisters. And they meet Hot Pie at the tavern who is talking their ear off because that's what Hot Pie does. So they meet Hot Pie. They drop, the, they drop Sansa's name. And Hot Pie's like, yeah, nah, I'm about to pass out. Like, <laughs> but they can clearly see he's like uncomfortable. And Pod tries to tell Brienne, like, maybe we shouldn't be dropping Stark names on this road. Like, you know, telling people that's what we're looking for. And then, you know, Hot Pie comes out there like, yeah, no, I don't know Sansa, but I know Arya. And now they know Arya is not dead. Yes. So they do not know that. But Pod ain't stupid. That's that's one thing we, we learned from this scene. Pod, like, Pod was like, no, we should you know, be easy on just telling everybody what we're doing out here on this road. So he's not a total dunce. Like that I mean that was pretty smart thinking. Granted, they just happened to run into the one guy who wasn't also trying to kill Arya. Like they just kinda lucked up with that. So that could have went very different. So he he was he was good. He was on the right track. Oberyn tells Tyrion that he's gonna be his No, first Oberyn tells Tyrion the story of the first time they met. And we learned that Cersei was just as sadistic as a child as she is a, as a grown ass woman. The fact that she was in there like hurting her baby brother. She was Joffrey 2.0. And then looking at this episode that I was currently looking at, like you don't see young Cersei often in this show, but you can tell the, the couple times that you see her, it's just like, yo, she might have been worse than Joffrey for real for real. She might have been. Yeah, that's that's probably. And then Oberyn tells Tyrion, you know what, I'm going to be your champion because I'm not only going to, you know, fight for justice for you and avenge you or help you out. I'm going to get justice for my own sister. That's really, the, that's really the the mean potatoes of it. Oberyn finds his chance to get back at the mountain, and he's going to take it. <sighs> Switch paces to uh, Sansa and Robin. So we get our first like little scene with Sansa and, and her cousin. And she's out there playing in the snow. <laughs> you know, for a brief moment, like Robin was just like, okay, this kid's really not that bad. He's really, I don't think he's actually, I don't, honestly don't think Robin's that bad. Like, he came out there as a little misunderstanding. He got a little upset, and she slapped the shit out of him. Mm. Slapped the shit out of him after he monkey-stomped the Winterfell snowcastle. I mean, yeah. Wanted to put a moon door in it. But it was so sweet. It started off very sweet, and granted, it escalated pretty quickly. But no, it did not. That moon door shit was already weird. <laughs> but he was just like, you know what? When we Where's get married, the moon door, nigga? We ain't putting no moon door in some snow, dog. Like we gonna dig a hole? Come on, bro. Get get on somewhere, weird ass little kid. Jesus. Put a moon door to protect her from the people who made her. That was all. Are you trying to make Robin seem like a real normal human being? Knock it off. Actually, yes, I am. I get real deep intent behind it. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm getting to my reason why. Because right now, like, okay, so I've I seen this video of this dude. He bro- broke down that long trailer for season eight. And there's that scene where they're kind of like, line, everybody's lined up out there towards the end of the trailer. And the guys behind them have, they have shields with the Knights of the Vale on it. So we know the Knights of the Vale are also at Winterfell when all shit starts to break loose. Granted, I don't think, there's no reason for Robin to be there because he's not going to be fighting he would be let best left in the Erie. But, Tama, I would like to see a older, little more mature, not so weird fucking Robin Aaron roll up and win it, like, roll up at the end somewhere. Like, I want to see this kid, like, come into his own. Like, what if he, like, glows up? Eh. I was just thinking about that, like, who they would cast to play a grown Robin Aaron. Eh. Well, so he's going to change his whole character. <laughs> I mean, the kid in real life is probably, you know, a teenager. <clears throat> he probably does look grown now. 
honestly, they he, he wasn't really in season seven. Was he in season you know, six? We don't see him for Matt Long, so he could just. So pop- you're right. It's been two years since they did the show, so it's like probably four years of him actually growing in real life. Matter of fact, I'm about to look him up. My look him up. See how grown he is. They could use the dude from Twisted. <laughs> I would take that. His oh. name is like a Vaughn Twisted. Twisted. Oh, no, no. You right, Nicole. Nicole, you right, because this kid looks grown, grown. Oh, okay. Kid, I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to send you a picture. Be faster than me searching for it. I'm about to, I'm about to send you a picture right now. It's already going through, so you can see like this kid's grown. So that that idea that you just had, it might work for you. This kid's actually 18 in real life. See, I, I want to see, I want to see young Robin flourish. He deserves it. I mean, it wasn't his fault. His mom had, you know, Munchausen syndrome. She's crazy. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. They yeah. could beat that up for sure. So. Right. He looks. He looks like a grown. He looks like a grown kid. All like right. for. I know this kid. This kid is Brazilian. Really? Yeah. His name is Lino. <laughs> Lino. Lino Facioli. Okay. <laughs> Full Brazilian. All right. So yeah. So we'll probably get a a, a good looking grown up Robin Aaron coming in. You know, and he's been training with the with the, the Knights of the Veil, like the heads of the Knights of the Veil or the heads of the Lords of the Veil. They were kind of training him up a little bit the last time we saw him. So that would be dope. Now that you say that, that would be dope. But he can't be weird. If he's a weird grown kid, like um, it's even worse. It's gonna make it worse. Like, please grow. Please, if that happens, grow up and mature. Now you now you got some years training. You're a warrior. You running. You're the king of the the Veil. Like. We got you, bro. Grow up. That's all we need you to do. Just grow up. Don't be kicking snow castles. Like, be a leader, I you know. Yeah, when he comes back for Sansa and then they fall in love and live happily ever after. Yeah. I'm not I mean, no, 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 no. You're reaching now. You're reaching. <laughs> Stop. Stop. They're like, <laughs> first cousins. Yeah, okay. Whatever. Alright, so... Talk about the Sansa that... shit. Uh-huh. Like, like you said, like she said, first cousins, nigga. Stop. First cousins. Right. Fine. That won't happen. Well, ho- well hopefully that doesn't see, happen. See, hope- your ass so in the Game of Thrones uh, storyline that you trying to hook up family members. I'm not feeling this. I'm just saying. <laughs> not I mean, we know what the writers do. We just might as well just... Ah, man. I just will get in the... Listen. Just because just his main characters... I'm trying to get John and fucking Danny up, up out of here too. Come on, man. They don't know. We get that up out of here, man. We'll see. <laughs> with that so, scene, once Brand went with the backtrack and find out who John really was. Oh hell no! Get that up out of here too. That's gonna be. Uh, I can't wait to see that conversation happen. But oh, we're no, not gonna no, get, no, get into no, that. No, oh. What do you think is gonna happen? That's gonna happen early because they get the Winterfell early. That's gonna happen no later than episode two. We'll talk about it at the end because I got some other thoughts about that trailer. So we'll come back to that. After Robin storms off, Peter Baelish decides to go and put his lips on Sansa's face. And his wife sees it. And then she flips off. And she, you know, summons Sansa later. Sansa thinks she's being summoned because she slept with Robin. But we come to find out her aunt. Well, we already know her aunt's batshit crazy. So she threatens to throw Sansa through the moon door if she doesn't stay away from her husband. And then Peter comes out. Patar. Patar. Yeah, it's, it's, his name is actually spelled Patar, not Peter. In the book, it's spelled Patar. <laughs> so, he comes out, saves Sansa, and he throws Liza through the fucking moon door. Ooh, he, throws her, he throws her through the moon door after he hits her with, like, the, the last true confession to, like, yo, only love one person in my entire life from my old one person. And it wasn't you, nigga. Hadouken! <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, gotta go. Exactly what happened. It was your sister. Bye. <sighs> Goodbye, Liza Aaron. Yes. Peace. 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 Uh, in, the, in, the, in the mortal words of Russell Simmons at the end of all Def Comedy Jam shows, uh, thank you for coming out. God bless you. Good night. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> we don't need you no more. Yeah, all people that died on the show that I don't care about, get the Russell Simmons. Oh, so she was definitely at the top of the list of people who died that you just didn't give a shit about. Mm-hmm. Or that you were just waiting to die? Yeah, like, all right. No, no way. Top of the list? Who was your top? Wait, wait. Is it two different? Is it two different lists? Are we going with your list? Or are we going with Armani's list? Who you were ready to have die? Like who deserves? Oh, that was automatic, Ramsey. 
Wait, wait, wait. literally at the top of the list. Like, he was one A and B. I was like, oh, this nigga got to die. He killed it. I rock with you. I like villains, but yo, you gotta go. So, going on my list, I can't put her up on the ready to die. But the don't matter is me. Well, season four, episode eight was the mountain and the viper. So, first off, this episode starts off with the ladies in Molestown. I like the ladies in Molestown. Like, they, they kind of, you know, they get down. They're right there with the chicks from um, their whole brothel. I'm just saying, it was, they was down to party. Like, they was in there having a good time. These ladies were no ladies. Oh, I say, is that what you call drinking and fucking? <laughs> it's a good time. Just let me know. Just let me know. Educate me. I'm <laughs> they were having fun. They were hanging out. They were having burping song contests. I mean, like they were having a good time. So. How you get mad at a nigga that he didn't get your one burp song right? Yeah, I none of that shit. Bur- nah, like that ain't it. Listen up. Burp. Uh, oh, yeah, that song. Yeah, burping karaoke was not... not that was not the fun part of the evening, I guess, but I feel like they were having a good time nonetheless. We get a nice watch. Molesville? Molesville? Hmm? Is that the massacre at Molesville at that point? Um, that comes a little later. Is that the show? Huh? No. I thought that was literally the beginning of the episode. No, they came towards the middle end of the episode. Literally, first note. Well, maybe you could tell that Egret wasn't a full savage because she could have murked Gilly and the baby and she was like, nah, just be quiet. Yeah, I, I really respect Egret for that. I really did. Like that just made, that made her her awesome factor go way up there. Cause she granted they was in there like no questions asked, slaughtering everybody. I don't care who you are. You you in here, you die. Straight fucking savage. But she saw Gilly with the baby and she told her to be quiet. Like mad respect to Egret for that. Because we know the head thin guy would not have done that. Mm-hmm. Ate the baby. <laughs> the baby would have been prime, prime roast meat. Like literally would have shoved a stick through the baby's spine and put the baby on the damn <laughs> the damn rotisserie. Not okay. So we see what's left of well, not what's left of. We see the night's watch. Sam, I mean not Sam, Jesus. Well, no, Sam is there too. But John and his friends are trying to come up with a plan on what to do. And they're just like, now nah, we're going to die. So whoever dies last is burning the rest of us. Because this shit ain't going to work. This ain't got no plan. Like, these motherfuckers coming from everywhere. Like, this just, it's not, not going to go. Rainworm and Masandi, they talk. And, yeah, he's, like, staring for Mad Long. And she's, like, staring back. Uh, was he not supposed to stay for Mad Long? Have you seen Masandi? Yeah, I seen her in this episode. <laughs> I, I wasn't even that. When she looked and covered up, I still would have been like, all right. <laughs> Fine. Like, I'm still gonna look. What you want me to do? You super fine. Yeah, and then I love the fact I'm trying that... to keep under the water. Like, oh, she saw me. Let me hide in the water. Uh, no, yeah. Hey, I'm looking at you. Yeah, I'd have said in Valerian. You would have waved. <laughs> uh, hey, yeah, you fine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Them curls popping. You know what I mean? Them little baby. Them little baby nips. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Right, I'm going too far. Go ahead. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but she's fine. It's probably like my favorite. You know, we talked about the, the sex before in the show. It's probably like my favorite scene of somebody that you seen everybody else naked. So I'm like, hey, man, I wonder what she could look like naked. And then it was like, hey, gratuitous nudity. <laughs> we'll take it. Take it when you can get it, I guess. Hey. Still haven't gotten the scene I want, but whatever. You, um, about say, you feel the same way if Tarma got naked, but that nigga wears like eight jackets in every episode. So. <laughs> I don't want to get naked. It's when it turns summer again and just have him walk around with no shirt yeah. on. Right. That's what I'm saying. You don't got to be full. I'm sure you just want like a shirt off, but again, this thing wears nine and a half coats. So, <laughs> yeah. sorry. I know. It's unfair. But whatever. So, I love the fact that she goes to her and Danny have this little girl talk moment. Where she's braiding her hair. Like, I thought that was such a cute scene. And I realized, like, we don't get very many scenes with just the two of them just enjoying each other's company, just like talking and hanging out. And it's, I mean, it's very clear that they're very close. But we don't really see that one on one bond. There's always people around. So it was nice to get to see the two of them together without everyone around and them just bonding. Like, that was, that was awesome. You think he was spying on you? 
He was looking. Oh, he was looking. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know, and I love that Danny didn't even try to like put a damper on that situation. It was almost like she was like encouraging it. She's like, wait, you ain't ever wanted to find out what's down <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. She followed literally at that question. She followed up was like, hey, yo, so they get they uh twigs and berries chopped up, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, is you trying to smash? Cause do they take everything? If they don't take everything, I'm saying maybe see about it. Yeah, she was she she was encouraging that. So I I like that. I'm glad that that she was, and you know, well because we know Danny out here, mm-hmm. you know, on with Dario Nahares. See, and then she goes and talks to Grey Worm, and we further learn that Grey Worm is a lover and a fighter. He barely can speak right, like he, he barely speaks <laughs> the common tongue, but when he does speak. It's very meaningful, and I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah I'm going to be sad when he dies. For real. That's going to be fucking sad. <laughs> obviously, he's going to die. Like, you know, you're the frontline soldier. Like, you're super cold with the with the spear, but I just, I, I don't see you living. not going to be a match for a shit. Yeah, I, I don't see you living, bro. He's gonna, but he's going to go out like a G. Because I, I, know, I know Game of Thrones ain't going to do one of the best warriors who in the game, when you go when you go back in the show and you look at dudes that were like really good that have died, they didn't die in no like bitch ass way. Besides Kyra though, because a nigga got hit with like <laughs> a knife. I mean, he in the moment of him going, like in the moment of it happening, it was some G shit. Like <laughs> you got stabbed in your chest and you looked at the knife like, man, what the fuck that knife gonna do to me? Yeah. And then leaned into it like, yeah. <laughs> and then murder the dude with something spectacular. And then you die from, like, gangrene on your shoulder. Like, ugh. <laughs> he died from a staph infection. <laughs> Come on, bro. Come on. Hey, them germs will take your ass out of here, no matter how big you is, real quick. So. Yeah, it's more shit, nigga. You cut your... <laughs> you get bit by a mosquito, nigga. You losing a finger in, in three days. You back in them times. True. So, let's see. The Greyjoys. When he sent... When Ramsey sends... Theon, aka Reek, to Moat Kalen and talk to the dude. The dude's like, Yeah, nah, fuck you. We don't, we ain't gonna surrender or whatever. And I don't know who you think you are, but you ain't who you say you are or whatever. Get the fuck up out of here. And the dude behind, like, hits him and, like, stabs him in the head with a fucking hatchet. There's no loyalty among the Ironborn at all. Like, this is not the first time we've had Ironborn on Ironborn killing them because they didn't want to, like, because they wanted to go the fuck home. So, Iron. Versus Ironborn crime is a real problem in Westeros. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the only level. I'm surprised they ain't even stayed in Mokalen. Like, if they banned, if they wanted to be there that bad, they should have been left. Yeah, for real. Like, this one dude was keeping you here. Like, you could have just left. You could have left when Yara left. Like, when Yara bounced from Winterfell, why did y'all stay there? So, needless to say, none that they didn't fare well for any of them because. Once they were like, oh, so they're going to let us live? And he's like, yeah, sure. He did not. Ramsey turned that motherfucker into a science project. He, like, skinned him with the utmost detail, filleted him. He filleted him. And, like, he cut his legs off. So it was like he had, like, half a body. And Like, did they really have to do the, the, the back-to-back, too? Like, nobody was ready for that. Mm-mm. Like, no. You just can't. You was like, so we get to go home? Yes. Cool, you're paying back to him, and then literally instantaneously, you see uh, barbecue barbecue bill on the flame on the flame machine. He's like, you didn't think I was looking to let him go, did you? I'm like, no, I kind of did. <laughs> As he was picking at him, like, what's wrong with you? That's crazy. The hand sends Sir Barristan a royal pardon that Jorah got, and tells him that, uh, you know, Jorah was spying, trying to break the ranks from within. Tywin, yes, Tywin is. is planting seeds of dissent within the ranks of uh, Danny's folk. And it works because Sir Barrison's like, I'm going to go tattle. Like, I'm just <laughs> giving you a heads up. I'm telling. <laughs> Ooh, I'm tell. This is one of those examples of a scene where it was like, this don't make no fucking sense. Because it was like, okay, yes, Jorah may have started off as a, as a narc, but at the end of the day, like, he saved your life mad times. Like, he stopped you from drinking the poison. I think Danny overreacted in this scene. Like, how about we calm yeah. down? Nope. Nah. Nope. Okay, so me me and you get in a relationship. <clears throat> Everything's good for years. Like since the day I met you, you thought it was good. Everything's good for years. And then 
like everything settled and you find out I cheated on you like the week we got together. How you feeling? I cooled him a cheated, cheated on you a couple times because you say he was sending back and forth notes. So like, so this was not just like one raven he sent. This was a bunch of ravens. So I cheated on you like five times in the first month of us dating. Five years later, you're still gonna be mad. Like you, you yes. Uh, I was gonna say five years. Just say it's a couple years. Just say it's couple years. Say it's three years. I cheated on you like a super handful of times the first month of us dating. You sleep if you're gonna be cool with that. <laughs> Absolutely sleep. No way. No way. Full betrayal. This is full betrayal. No, no doubt. There's gonna be trust issues for sure. Obviously. So I don't want to see you. Fuck out of my face. That's literally what you told him. You're lucky you're still alive. Fuck out my face. She told him. She told him if your ass don't leave, you will be dead. I will have you thrown even in Even before that. That's what she said. Even before that, she was like, anybody else would have had your head on a spike, B. I'm letting you make it. You got an hour. <laughs> yeah, that was poor Jordan. She ain't over yet. And then that scene, <laughs> she looked genuinely pissed. She didn't blink one time in that scene. No, and she like she would not look at him. She would not make eye contact with him. She just kept looking like she kept looking above him. Like she, I, I imagine at that moment, like her fists were balled and she wanted to haul off and punch him in the face. They never showed her hands. Face on her face. That's a real that that scene is has been played out in real life relationships a million times. Because when she ended with that go now, that go now, I was like, oh, <laughs> I, I can feel that for the homies in the streets. Because man. That's tough. She's big mad. Santa, is this was this post? Um, yes, this is post Santa weaving her little lie. We did skip over that. Santa tells a tale to the uh, Lords of the Vale uh, about how her aunt died, and even even uh, Littlefinger is like, "Damn, bitch, you just out here. Oh, you lying? You <laughs> you got better at it. Yes. <laughs> like okay. Um, and then when he comes to her later on, and she's like, "Oh, I know what you want," and he's like, "Oh, you do." And she don't say nothing. So, do we think at this moment she really knows what he wants? No. Not really. Maybe Him not knowing if she really knows is what's keeping her alive at this point. And I think she realizes that. So, what do we think that she thinks he wants? Does he think does she think that he wants her, or does she think that he just wants the Iron Throne? Like, I mean, mm, I'd say more her and her power. Yes, like basically her name, just the Stark name. Well, like okay. I feel like I feel like she she thinks he's trying to live out what he never got to live out with Cat with her. I think that's what she thinks. Well, I mean that's what he wanted. <laughs> that, that's part of what he wanted. It's a large part. Oh, you know. um, this man was old as fuck. He was at least forty years old, and she was like sixteen. I'm just gonna throw that out there again because like throwing out ages. So. He was an old ass creep. Arya arrives at the veil to find out her is dead and she starts cracking up because he's like, Oh, you thought she was going to get paid today? Not today, how? Like, because he was banking on this money coming through and it was like, Nah, it's a flop. So now what? I feel really bad because, like, we know the the history of the Stark. So it's just like, especially not only history of Stark, history of Arya. And like, she gets to the veil and they're still there. You know what I'm saying? Sansa's literally like, a football field away. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah. turn around. <laughs> We're gonna that get that del- towards the wall. <laughs> like that, deliri- that delirious laugh. Yeah. I what? laughed hard the first time I seen that shit because she would just like, you just know it's just like, <laughs> bro, what? Again, we just traveled <laughs> a fortnight, as they say. You know, we just traveled a fortnight to get here, and then she died literally three days ago. <sighs> They have some of the worst luck when it comes to timing. <laughs> the two of them together. Let's hope this doesn't continue to be a thing. What is a fortnight in time? Why? Two weeks. Two weeks. Oh, you Google that? Now you're privy to? Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering it. When they were discussing when, like, seriously, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, y'all be great on Jeopardy. Tell me, useful. Oh, yeah, I'll be smoking Jeopardy. I mean, Je- Jeffrey, I'll be smoking Jeopardy. On a list of things, Jamie and, and Tyrion are having a little conversation, and we get this useless ass story of their cousin who was slow in killing beetles, and we never even find out why the fuck he was killing the beetles. Like, I was really so mad. 
so mad. Yeah, I thought he was gonna have an answer for this. Did a fucking story. Like I thought maybe he just snapped out of it or no? No, he fucking got kicked in the chest by a donkey and died. So we never found out why this kid was killing beetles. What a waste of fucking time! Like this was a whole. First time I heard, the first time I heard that shit, and then he was like, "Well, we don't know. Got kicked, you know. Even when he got killed by a donkey after he got kicked in the chest, so I was like, nigga, yo, you saw a story in five minutes. That was the end. I can't get that five minutes back. Uh, Peter Dinklage, damn it." Yeah. I just invested in that story too. Oh, super invested. Once once Tyrion started really investigating on what's up and following him around and he kept hearing it in his head, I was like, oh shit, we got this is a good story. Yeah. You get donkey kicked and it's over. Okay. I appreciate that. Crash. One thing we do learn during this story is that their maester that they had when they were kids was a was a creep. Like Jamie said he tried to touch him. It's like, what the fuck? What was going on in Castle Rock? Oh, what's going on, Castle Rock? Tell me one Mason besides Mason Amon who ain't been a super creep in this show or a weirdo or a evil ass dude. You're right. We shall continue. <laughs> we get to the trial by combat. And Oberyn's water dancing skills are on point. Like, I love seeing him fight. He's the only reason I watch Narcos was because, like, Oberyn Tyrell was the shit, and I was just like... That's I the only reason why you watch Narcos. Hmm? That's the only reason why you watch Narcos. Yeah, that was only... Like, once I saw that he was in the... Like, once I saw that he was on it, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna watch this. I mean, granted, the show was good, so I invested in this show, oh, but... Life and Times of Pablo Escobar. Yeah, not for Oberyn Tyrell. Yeah, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, like, Prince, Prince Oberyn is in the show. Mm-hmm. I could Google Pablo Escobar uh, if I really cared that much, which I mean I really didn't. So it was yeah, I, I showed up. You care about Pablo Escobar? Mm, yeah. Stu's making Mike. Stu's making like a hundred million dollars a day selling coke in the in the in the eighties. <laughs> like, come on, new narcos in. No, I didn't. I started because you know El Chapo. How you not watch for El Chapo? El Chapo literally just went to jail like six months ago. Because I watched another El Chapo series, so it was just like no, I don't need to watch one that's you know subtitled. I can't do other shit. Like that's that's my issue with subtitled stuff. Like sit down and watch the the show. Stop trying to do do eighteen things at once. Jeez, you you people, you Negroes, and your and your. What you mean, you, you, you people and your gosh darn uh, multitasking. Sit, so what you doing in the movies? Did you play on your phone while you was watching Captain Marvel? I'm not going to lie. Not if, Captain you Marvel. Yes, if you say yes, I'm up. I'm done. <laughs> Put your phone down in the movie theater. Battle Angel, I was like fiddling with stuff on my phone. <laughs> oh my <laughs> so you paid $12 to go fidget with your phone in the movie. A little bit, like there was, there was. I mean, that movie was kind of lengthy, and there was some. It was just okay. What am I doing? Probably my mom's. My mom's can't. My mom's would be tired and, and go to the movies and fall asleep. Like yo, you pay fifteen dollars to take a nap. And she has to be comfy sometimes. I don't. I've I've been well about doing that. There's been a couple times I've like the movies if it's really late at night. But anyway. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was texting you. Whatever. So, <laughs> Oberyn and the Mountain fight, and Oberyn is whooping his ass. And technically, he wins. It's no technically in trouble. You either kill a nigga <laughs> or he yields, or nah. I mean, he got him the fuck up out of here. But. If he had his, an, you know, God, Tyrion's face was just so much like, could you just fuck up and just kill him already? Like, he was close. And it was just like, yeah, the first time I watched this scene, I was like sitting here, hands on mouth, jaw dropped, like, what the fuck? Like, oh my God. He just fucking crushed his skull with his hands like a grape. Popped it like a grape. I think, then seriously make that comment later, like she said, it's when she was like taunting Alaria. Yeah. See that? I mean, that part was fine, but then like the rollover, and then you see the actual popcorn brain blown up. I was like, all right, bro, could have just you could have did without that. That boy had looked really, really crushed. Look like a Ferrero Rocher. <laughs> <laughs> and now, the next time I eat one, I'm gonna think of this. 
Thank you. Yep. Eat them good brains. Eat them brains. All right. So season four, episode nine, The Watchers on the Wall. I forgot how good of an episode this really fucking was. This whole this whole episode was a fight scene. So Dang, so many notes for a fight scene. The running for one of the top episodes. I think it's definitely in the running. For sure. Oh what? No. You don't think this is in the running for top episodes of the series? No. Okay. Here's why I'm going to say Probably top 10, but it's rounding out the top 10. I mean, whatever list it's on, it will probably be on the end of the list for sure if we're doing like top 10. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have to you know do some thinking about this, but this was an amazingly done scene. So we're not even going to take this scene by fucking scene. There's a big ass fucking fight. Like the, the white, the, um, the wildlings, they bust up in the fucking wall and start murking fucking everybody. Okay. This, like, they was getting their ass whooped. The best part of this, though, was the scene where John comes down from up top. When he hits the bottom of those steps, if you watch that part, at that point, from that point to the point where Sam goes and lets Ghost out of wherever the fuck Ghost was locked up at, is a single camera on a um, crane. On a crane. It's a, it's a single camera on a crane shooting a nonstop shot it's a non there's no breaks in that shot and i never realized it until watching it back this time take a look at it again it's one of the best as far as cinematography goes in the show it's definitely one of the best scenes because there's not too many scenes that are done like a single shot non-stop and that's a whole 360 non-stop shot there's no cuts of a, of a full-on fucking fight in battle like that was dope watching it back so that's what I caught my attention it was the best part so yeah it was pretty badass that was that was amazing that was very well done Shout out to whoever uh, directed the film. We let Ghost out. Ghost wins the battle. Essentially, that's the turn of the tide because they were getting ass beat until they let Ghost out, pretty much, right? Yeah. Just want to see Tyrion whoop people's asses because <laughs> until he got hit with the arrows, which was an unfair thing. <laughs> Although he's like five, Fair. six arrows back. So. And then John, you know, had to put one in his knee to really stop him. But yo, he was just out there like, ugh, he was taking it to him. That was amazing to watch. Janice Slint is the useless son of a bitch at the uh, the wall. Just as useless as he was in King's Landing. So I forgot that that's where he got sent. Him. Oh, that's the dude name. Yeah. He's a bitch ass nigga, Janos. Yeah, Grin yeah. died. Like I, I don't know why I thought he was with them. Like later on, like I still, I thought he was still with the dude that when John leaves and is like, Nah, I'm done. I'm done, done at the end of season five. Like, I thought he was still there. We realized the wildlings are not just a wild bunch of freaking unorganized. Like, that shit was so well planned and thought out. And they had two giants with them. One of them died, for sure. In the tunnels, yes. In the tunnels. Okay, the other one, that didn't die. Did yeah, it? the mammoths got away. Okay. That's where the other one went. So the wildlings, and we know they have No, they killed the other um, they killed both the giants because that's why the that one giant was in the tunnel because he got mad because they killed the other one and he mm. tried. So the mammoth got away. Both giants are dead. Oh, what's his name? Mance Raider made a comment about that being like the last of his lineage or something like that, like the last mm-hmm. of the giants or whatever. But we know that White Walkers have giants with them. This fight at Winterfell is gonna be fucking crazy when it really comes down to it. So. <laughs> My other notes during the fight scene where Jon Snow is a fucking superhero. He is basically Captain America. <laughs> this I'm, I'm trying to see when you got that good though. Okay, so that's what I was doing. You that good even Winterfell. Like you were good, but you weren't like Captain America. And I feel like he was better here than he was in the Battle of the Bastards. Mm, no. <laughs> this nigga tried to take on 70 horses. And lived and then went to work. I tramble. I mean, and one one saved his ass. Like, nah. I think Battle of the Bastards, he really went to work. And it was a full, you gotta go from, if you're talking about Battle of the Bastards, you gotta go from start to finish. Talking about full, full trying to save his little brother, you know what I'm saying? That fight, surviving and, and almost getting suffocated, then getting up out of there, then taking three arrows to the damn shield. Then face ma- face mashing Ramsey. You know what I'm okay. saying? Like I can talk about the battle now. <laughs> like, right. You gotta go start the finish. <laughs> but we we will. Well, when we get to it, because damn that was that was a good ass episode too, for sure. Yeah. Um that, my friend, could be the argument for best episode in the series. It is definitely 
in the top three. Um, so the other part of this fight scene was when the thin dude took John's head and like smashed it on that anvil. I was like, how is his nose not gone? Not only how is his nose not gone, how are you still functioning? Let me smash a head on a table you might be knocked out. You gonna get the head smashed on an anvil? You should be sleeping. You should have been dead dead. Like then dead. Then dead. And then um let's see. Gilly not Gilly. Why do I write Gilly? Um Egret dies in John's arms. Hey, on a quick side note, mm-hmm. I low-key just quietly rewatched that scene you were talking about and that three sixty was kind of fire. Right? See? <laughs> The panoramic, like, right before you went to go get ghosts is kind of fire. Yes, yes, that was amazing. And I don't think that happens really often. I mean, I don't think there's too many uncut shots like that throughout the series. Like, that's the first one for sure, because I'm pretty sure I would have noticed any other one. But that's the first. And then I just realized how everybody else getting arrows in the left and right hand. You got a big-ass white dire wolf running, murdering people, and ghosts didn't get one arrow. Then no, I didn't take out the wolf. There was a lot going on, though. I mean, it was it was a lot going on. So grit, it grit dies in John's arms. Um, that that's another nigga that could have got up out of here early. I, I didn't like I didn't like Pip. Oh, Pip. Um, <laughs> oh man, I tell you, it was sad to see the squad drop one by one. Oh, I mean, really, it was only two of them that dropped at that point. So, yeah. season four, episode ten. Series season finale, the children. I decided he was going to leave. Go talk to Man's Raider because he was like, "I'm going to find. We're going to squash this beef because this is freaking ridiculous. We need people to die and we have bigger fries." So he leaves to go talk to Man's. If you watch the way that Sam like walks behind John, he's like, "Are we like?" He has this like kind of like walk in motion with his head, like, "Oh my God, you're really doing this." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, that was pretty funny too. John Paul's ass. He leaves, and he gives he gives Sam his sword. So he gives Sam his his Valyrian steel sword, and he speed walks <laughs> all the way to the wildling camp. Yes, to the wildling camp. They could they must have been in the little woods that they were they burnt to that fire. It must have been more man. It didn't take him very long to get like two seconds later, and they were there. So do you think Kit was sad that his baby wasn't on the show no more when she died? <laughs> Um, was that Bay at that point? I wonder if that was Bay. You know, I, I thought about that though. I, I was like, "It was dating." Future, like she died in his arms. They probably were dating at that point. I know it was um, dating. You know, they ain't like engaged. I don't get you from Bay no more. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Hey, uh, all right, let me let me turn this off because I'm over here watching this episode. I'm just like, yeah, it's good. It might it might not be like it might not be like number ten on the list. It might be like six. Yo, they dropped a scythe on them boys on the wall. When they dropped what? Dropped the scythe, the an- the anchor, the little anchor on the wall, and did the little like swoop down the wall and scoop them boys smooth up off them joint. You don't know what the scythe is? When they because they dropped all the oil, everybody left, and so they said drop the scythe, and then he, he hit the joint, and then like the little anvil came off the wall, the ice wall, and then they did the little swoop, and it killed all the people that was climbing up the wall. John speeds walks to the Mance Raider. He had to speed walk. It's like. It's like six degrees outside. <laughs> you know what's interesting too? Like when they was out there, they didn't really look that cold until when he was burying a grit. Well, burning a grit. Um, he looked mad cold out there. We're trying to like get that shit together. And then we see that one like godswood tree, whatever those trees are called, that are the random red tree in the middle of the snow. Mm-hmm. Happened around that tree. Like that tree, things been going on around that tree. Wrong when Branch on his way back. He ends up there. We do see that replay kind of a uh, multiple parts in the series for sure. We find out where Stannis went. Why? All the way no. to North for no reason. Why the fuck was Stannis up? Like there was never any conversation about this. There was never any like planning. How did this come about? Like why did he go beyond the wall? Like he went around the wall to come back down. Are you supposed to be trying to take over King's Landing? Did he just abandon that and say, oh, you know what? I'll just take over the North instead. I was worth my way down. Did he just figure he'd be king in the north? I figured it had something to do with that fire that they built. He didn't. I mean, what they were, had already clearly that was like the planning was already in the works to leave because Melissa Andre told his wife, you know, she needs to be with us when we set sail. So this whole sailing all the way north thing was a plan, but it was just like that was just a random ass plan. Yeah, it just stood to me. I guess, it, it, yeah, that that was crazy. I was like, why? Yeah. Um, I'm still like, why the fuck is he there? <laughs> I, get, 
find out when I rewatch episode five, uh, one to season five. Well, we know where Stannis is at. He goes up there. He, you know, meets John. Him and John have a conversation. He's like, yep, you might want to burn these bodies. Um, we find out that Oberyn's daggers or swords or that staff that he was fighting was poisoned because we see the is pretty fucked up now. And it's about to become Frankenstein's monster <clears throat> because uh, what's his face is in there playing with him and shit. Cersei goes to her dad and tells him that she's not about to marry Loras. She's going to stay with her ass right in King's Landing with her son. And she also spills the bean about her and Jamie. Do we really believe that Tywin didn't know what was going on? Nah, he was just he was just in denial about it. Yeah, he's made references in other episodes about it. Like I think he was talking to something about Jamie like doing something so they could like stop the rumors about y'all. Or you said it to Cersei. You said you're going to marry Loris earlier. You said you're going to put them rumors about you to bed. Like, you know. Mm. Yeah. And then she goes to Jamie. And it's just like, ugh, man. Yeah. Of course, this weak ass. This weak ass nigga. Oh, she liked me again. Let me. <laughs> let me get that. Um, let's see. And Danny's title grows. So, like, like three more things on it. Uh, Miss Andy saying this long ass title so she's still you know meeting with people daily so it's like this is like daily, Danny's daily thing she just comes like sits there and hears people complain like that's that would suck um, but Viserion kills a child and Drogo kills a child you're right Dro- Drogon killed a child you're right alright so Rhaegon is the big one Drogon is the big one the big one Drogon's the black one. Viserion is the is, yellow one. Is the yellow one. And Rhaegal is the green one. Mm-hmm. And Viserion died. Yes. yes. Viserion is the one. So the red woman and John see each other. I wrote they meet, but they didn't really meet here. They just saw each other. We get that gaze across the fire between the two of them. Um, Bran finally reaches this fucking tree he's been trying to get to for four fucking seats. <laughs> Why are you, are you saying like that? Like you ain't putting no uh, importance on this tree which is super important in the show yeah i mean but yeah, it's been a this long tree. <laughs> <laughs> we lose jojen in the process now i'm about to say something else but i'm not I'm gonna i'm not gonna jump into that but so we lose jojen in the process of getting the tree no i'm about to say i need to go to sleep i can't stay up and continue to watch more episodes you know <laughs> so jojen dies so he didn't get to make it inside the tree brand really thought he was about to get some legs <laughs> Yo, <laughs> this kid with no legs. I hope that he can walk again. Damn. He said, well, like, I'm going to get new legs. I'm going to walk again. He was so devastated. Like, he was really here for legs. Like, he just wanted to walk. He was like, I didn't ask for all this other bullshit. I just wanted to walk again. <laughs> he was so disappointed. Like, look on his face. And he was like, no, but you're going to fly. He was like, what? <sighs> excuse, excuse, excuse me. Say what? <laughs> <laughs> Weird man in the tree. Say what? Oh. So that was hilarious. Also realized that the uh, man in the tree got recasted too. Oh yeah, that whole little section of Game of Thrones got to upgrade. Like Children in the Forest got a better makeup production. Like was that some like oh. running through the Emmys upgrade? Yeah, for sure. You right. That boy went from the oldest. Uh, what's not? I almost said Dumbledore. Yeah, it is Dumbledore. He was right. fucking old Dumbledore. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like, Dumbledore in the Harry Potter movies, not no other joint was as old, right? Yeah, yeah. No, he, no. He, yeah. I mean, he was he was old Dumbledore. Then you was like the nigga with the black coat on with short hair, and I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, the only thing I can think of that dude in, honestly, I only picture him in Judge Dread. Like, this is the only movie I can I can think of that he was in is that. I'm pretty sure he's been on a ton of shit other than Judge Dread, but that's what always what comes to mind when I see that guy's face. Pod loses the horses because he don't know how to tie a knot. Brienne versus the Hound. We get Brienne versus the Hound. That was a brutal fucking fight. Yeah, let's say one of the most intense fight scenes of the whole series. That one-on-one was no joke. I don't think we're gonna get another one-on-one like that. Well, John versus Ramsey was not because it wasn't an equal fight. Like, super whack, super super whack. That shit wasn't. <laughs> he didn't get one hit in, not one. Ramsey wasn't a, a close-up. He wasn't a boxer for sure. But yeah, this was definitely one of the the most. Like, so Ramsey was a nigga in, in Call of Duty, just like hiding in the bushes, sniping people from a hundred <laughs> feet away. Ramsey was a camper. Ramsey, 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 a camper. <laughs> yes, for real. 
Man, that's trash. Man, motherfucker just pops up, sits up on the water tower and snipes people. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, this fight, because the hound was, like, not pulling no punches. Like, he didn't give a shit that she was a woman. He was, like, punching her in the face like a fucking man. <laughs> that was crazy. And she was taking it. She was taking it and giving it right back. Though so her, like, sound effect kind of irritated her. But, like, once the fight towards the end of the fight, I was like, all right. But she also makes those noises when she swings her sword, too. Like, Brand's got mad sound effect. She's got the Serena Williams sound effect. Like, Serena is mad loud on the tennis court. Brian is mad loud. She ain't that loud anymore, man. Who, Serena? She's calmed it down. She ain't what she used to be. <laughs> well, you know what I'm talking about, though. So. <laughs> she ain't what she used to be. She's calmed down. Okay. Well, Brian ain't ain't there yet. So, <laughs> uh, Brian throws his ass on the cliff and rolls down it and is fucked up at the bottom. And Arya is just like... Arya leaves him there. He's like begging Arya to kill him. And she's just like, nah, I'm good. I'm just done. I don't even want to kill you anymore. You're going to die. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of cold. I felt bad. He was he was really begging. He was just going to send me like, yeah, let me get your silver real quick. And I'm mm-hmm. out. Arya dips out. Jamie frees Tyrion. Tells him, you know, Varys is going to help you get out of here. You know, he's going to open up the door for you. Just be there and he'll open the door. And Tyrion decides to take a little detour on his way out the castle. What? Let's just imagine if Shay was not there. What do we think he was gonna say to Tywin? Like, what was what was he? What was his plan? Like, he was gonna go to Tywin and be like, "Yo, I'm out, deuce. You tried it, but I think it still would have killed him." Like, yo, again, just like he said, he said this before in the show. Like, yo, you knew I was in the scene. You still was trying to get me up out of here. Yeah, that had the plan because it was like I don't see they're just mean. We just gonna have a conversation <laughs> about what happened. But he stumbles upon Shay first, and he chokes her out, and then he kills his dad on the shitter. Bitch. <laughs> Finally got Shay up out of here. We got Tywin up out of here. A lot of folks left in season four. A lot of people got to X this season. Yeah, more than the other season, for sure. Yeah. So Tyrion gets to the door, and Varys opens it, and since he's covered in blood, Varys is like, what did you do? Well, we still gonna get the fuck up out of here. So <laughs> he puts him in a box. He's like, all right, you know, trust me. I ain't got you this far. We gonna get you out of here. And then as Varys starting to go back, he's like, you know what? Fuck this. I don't even want to be here no more. And he decides to dip out. Uh-huh. Or turn around. He heard them, heard them bells. He was like, yeah, can't learn the name for me no more, bro. I'm out. Ain't ain't much here left for me at this point. So he dips. And Arya set sail to Bravos. At first, she was trying to get a boat ride to the wall. To the wall, and he was like, nah, we ain't going that way. It's too cold up there. We're heading to Bravos. She's like, oh, in that case. Yeah, I'll pick. Yeah. In that case, uh, Valamud, keep me up on here, cause. And she is off to her training. Yeah, season four was season four. A lot of people died. A lot of people. This was the end of the line for them. So. Oh, I, you know what? All right, just super random, cause I told you I'm jumping ahead, watching an episode before I go to bed. Uh, you know what arc in the show that I hated the most? Which one? Was it the, what is the one when, what's the old man that had all the, the season five and six in the set that was putting nice cars on the people's head? The Sparrow. I Sparrow. Yes. I hated that arc. Burning Passion. Hated it. That backfired on Cersei so bad. <laughs> I really did. This is going to work out. Chop. You got the good chop. Cersei had good long hair for seasons. They chopped that shit off quick. I hear yeah, it. I said that it, was, it felt really long and drawn out, and we're going to definitely have to cover that here on the podcast. Next podcast, we are going to cover season. We're going to start season five. So, episodes one, two, three, and four of season five. And we are well on our way. Season five was definitely a. It, it takes it to another level for sure. So. Yeah. 100% goes to the next level. In every way. And that's probably why they killed so many people off in season four. Because, like, we got to trim some fat. We got to save. We got to, you know, shift around this budget a little bit. Yeah, so we don't need like, so many people on screen. We need to up up. up it's, that, it's that budget our money be talking about, man. He's like, we know what's coming in season five. So, like, a dozen of y'all got to go. Yeah. He's like, we bringing on a whole bunch of new actors. And, you know what I'm saying? We can't pay y'all, so... Well, that is the uh, end of this here podcast. So uh, until next time, take care of yourselves and be good to each other.